Ooh, taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the Ambuja food aid. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit down, down with the Ambuja food aid. Good morning, Twin Cities, Eastside, Minneapolis, neighboring communities. This is your Ambuji Foodie, Wesley Wright. Thank you so much for tuning in right here on WEQY 104.7, the voice of the Eastside. As you know, this is a food show, so I am thankful that you've taken the opportunity to Hoping having yourself a cup of coffee, breakfast, where maybe you're out and about. You know, there's still some shopping to be done. Black, well, you know, the holiday Friday. I mean, the Friday after the holiday shopping. All of that, you know what I mean. There's a, last week I talked about some gadgets and things like that. You may decide you want to go out and buy. Who knows? Anyway. If you want to talk about that, you can feel free to give me a call here at the uh, on the show. It is 651-200-3479. Once again, that is 651-200-3479. You know, I'm here every Saturday and it's a live show. So just like you're dedicated in listening, I'm dedicated in providing you information <laughs> about food and other stuff, of course, as you know. Um, yeah, so... Once again, I want to thank you so much for um, just sitting on down with me this morning. Uh, if you're interested, you could always follow me on Facebook, which is the Unbuji Foodie. Uh, Instagram is the underscore Unbuji Foodie. Twitter is at Unbuji. And, you know, if you want to have a conversation offline, you could always email me at the Unbuji Foodie at gmail.com um, or visit my website. The Unbougie Foodie at Gmail. The Let me start that again. www.theunbougiefoodie.com. Sorry. Emails, social media, that's out there. Feel free to get in contact with me. Questions, comments. I love it all. Um, but let's get started with today's show. And, you know, I was, I was thinking, you know, as the time gets colder, we always, I personally am thinking, gosh, not many people are really going to want to go out to try to search for things to do. Um, so why wouldn't you want to do it like ahead of time? <laughs> I mean, hello, we are apparently from, and I'll say apparently and whatever. We're in a state where people, no matter what season it is, Events are still happening and people out, are out and about. I am still not, I am going to admit, I am still not 
accustomed to sometimes these cold snaps and bone chilling moments that we have here in in Minnesota although I've been here for 10 years now but still it's like yeah I'm staying inside the house or finding something else to do that's warm inside my apartment or you know wherever anyway slowly but surely you know because you know I realize that I have to do research (laughs) as well as I want to taste good food I think anybody wants to I need to do my research ahead of time before saying, okay, I'm, let me go downtown and drive around or walk around. It's like, nope, sorry, I can't do it. I have to do research ahead of time. And so that's what we're going to kind of talk about. You know, there are some resources that interestingly enough, <clears throat> I was like, wow, um, why have I never done this before? seen this before. <laughs> No, uh, I've always just kind of like been online and I've searched certain places uh, or like used keywords, if you would, and found, OK, St. Paul or Minneapolis food things, food events, food festivals, so on and so forth. There is a one stop shop. <laughs> I mean, for any state that you're in. And I thought, honestly, I found it this morning. I I'm honest and forthcoming when it comes to this. So I'm telling you that I found out this morning. It's called foodreference.com. And I went there and was just really excited about the different categories that they had available. And if you're not familiar, I encourage you to go there because the categories that they offer, um, you know, food articles, food trivia, uh, food quotes, Um, who's who in the food world, what they're doing, uh, culinary schools and tours, food festivals and events. Of course, that's the one that I'm getting to, but there are so many other things that, you know, are on this page and I'm like, wow, I can see why they call it (laughs) foodreference.com. Specifically, as I mentioned, I'm going to be talking about food festivals and events. So going on the website, you click on that link that they have for specifically for food festivals and events. And then it brings you to, well, you'd have to really do it because when you are at the first page, it's going to ask you what state do you want to be in? That's first and foremost. Um, You know, especially if you're in in the United States, you want to select whatever state that you're in and then slowly narrowing it down. Um, So, of course, I did it for Minnesota and then it asks the question or comes up with the other various links of the different months. So 2018 to 2019 Minnesota month by month listing of food, uh, Minnesota food festivals and shows. And this this could include or will include um, food, wine, beer and agricultural events. you know, again, as you know, even though we talk about restaurants and so forth, we do also talk about um, agriculture and farming and um, C- uh, CSAs um, on this show. So this is like a, a great opportunity to use as a resource um, that if you're from not familiar with maybe events that are around the city or around the state, um, you could definitely go there and find out what's available so i i just did a few just a few uh, or just i found one or two let me put it that way 
uh, specific, I think it's selected November, maybe November, December. Anyway, we're past these days, so I'm just going to mention one um, that it's passed. It's called the Minnesota Farmers um, Union or MFU 77th Annual State Convention. Um, the MFU, they work to protect and enhance the uh, economic interests and quality of life of family farmers and ranchers and rural communities. They are also a nonprofit uh, membership-based organization um, that are open to farmers as non as well as non-farmers alike. Um, that uh, annual state convention um, that they had was November 16th through the 18th. So again, as I mentioned, it's just, I was giving you as an example, just one <laughs> um, different one event that's possible. And they said that they've been having uh, this, what, uh, every consecutive year since 1947. Um, and definitely if you're interested, you know, there are links. It's a very intuitive website, so I, I got to give it to them. Um, yeah, you, you, you have to use research. You have to use research. I mean, unless you are in the know all the time and you have no other tasks in your life and that you're just constantly doing research, sometimes you need some assistance. And yeah, I admit <laughs> I use I research anyway. That's just one event. Um, that's for that was in November. There are others that are uh, coming up. Um, here's one that's specifically for December 31st. Um, and there might indeed be other events as well. But again, consider this. This is just a resource that you would be using. It's not the end all be all that for everything, uh, you know, here in Minnesota, they might not have everything. Uh, certain areas certain neighborhoods maybe it's not updated in that fashion again take it with a grain of salt that it is simply a research that you can use if you're interested in finding out something to do maybe something different um something that you've never done or you and your family have never experienced here in the twin cities um or just within the state of minnesota or elsewhere definitely um go to this website this other event that i'm about to mention uh, again it's going to be happening december 31st of this year it's the crystal ball new year's eve uh, so you know at this event uh, it states that it is going to be at uh, hmm, the crystal ball at international market square near downtown minneapolis uh, they've been doing this 14 years and oftentimes they have well over what three thousand people um and of course what better way to ring in the new year but the reason why you know, we're talking about it is because of course they're going to have food and other you know drinks events and so forth that you'll have an opportunity to participate in and so if you're interested um you can certainly go to la, 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 you can certainly go to you know either their web page you know after you find you know what you're looking for or what might pique your interest on foodreference.com but it would then lead you to for instance um as i mentioned the crystal ball uh, in the uh, 2018 or new year's eve um it's crystalballmn so minnesota.com and you know check out the lineup um the type of entertainment that's going to be available so yeah um you'll have to make that determination if you <laughs> 
if you you know there might be an entrance fee that you might have to take a look at um but yeah that's just something for i'm just giving you options just giving you options here <laughs> i just thought it was really interesting to share um it you know sometimes you you're stuck <laughs> you might not know of the various items that are available um I don't know, or, or not items, but events that are available. And what if there's something that gives you some type of idea of what to do? Well, why, why not? <laughs> I like those odds. I definitely do. You know, they even offer listing of different cooking classes or schools, culinary schools, um, of course, we're familiar with Le Cordon Bleu, um, the Art Institute, um, the U of M, um, Cooks of Crocus Hill. If you've never been, um, you'll have to, they offer a wide selection of different cooking classes. Um, <laughs> I, lo I love how they, they call themselves, or it's called by some, the Cadillac of cooking classes. Um, that's, of course, mentioned in Minnesota Monthly. Um, but they, I'm just using it as an example, Cooks of Crocus Hill, they have guest chefs. Um, oftentimes, um, you know, it might be Lynn Rosetta Casper. It might, in the past, they've had Jacques Pepin, uh, Marcus Samuelson, um, Lynn Rosetta Casper, and, and others. But still, here, you're giving, you're getting an opportunity to attend or you know a cooking class uh, or learn about some type of food uh, in, in a really controlled setting you know and there might be different type of food approaches or um, skill sets in cooking a certain type that, that you might be interested in all of that is available for you um, as well cooks at crocus hill just keep in mind you'll have to most likely go to their website to find out more and that's cooksofcrocushill.com. Definitely um, search it out and look at those different um, um, classes that are available. This one I didn't really know about. Um, and I would love to find out more about it. So if there's someone out there that maybe has had an opportunity to go. Uh, yeah, Lunds and Barley's, um, I guess, everyday expertise. So I guess it's not done at every Lums and Barley's. There are certain ones. Uh, I wish they were ones that were closer. <laughs> they're not far away, but still, they're, they're a distance, especially if you're, uh, you know, in St. Paul and you don't want to have to drive all the way to, uh, let's say, Golden Valley or St. Louis Park. No knock on y'all. It's just, I think there needs to be more cooking classes here in the, uh, in on the east side or just... In the Twin Cities, everyone has an opportunity to um, learn something, um, and it shouldn't be expensive. But I digress. Lunds and Barley's Everyday ex Expertise, you know, they offer informative one-hour cooking classes. Um, you could definitely learn about maybe your favorite food or uh, maybe a new product. Um, there are food ingredients uh, that you can learn about, never have known, maybe a high eggplant or something or how to uh, prepare that uh, for uh, you know um, spaghetti squash 
with maybe a garlic sauce or um, garlic butter, um, just whatever. All of that can be yours <laughs> for a visit to London Barley's, the everyday expertise, um, you know, where they're, you know, offering classes. I, I was not aware of that. Maybe I, there are other, I suppose, grocery stores that do that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder if Hy-Vee does. These are not uh, promotions and so forth um, by the as though they were sponsors. I'm just mentioning them. As you know, these are ones that are throughout the Twin Cities that you come across information and you never know. Um, they offer things that, yeah, interesting. I just thought it was very interesting. Anyway. Enough about that. Again, you could always visit uh, that website, which is foodreference.com. Um, here's one. We're going to do one kind of like right on the air, uh, which I think is really interesting. It says, today in food history for, what are we in, November? Yeah. Today is what? The 24th? Okay, so I got to go back because it's interesting that on this website, it says November is one American Diabetes Month. Eat, uh, it is also Eat Smart Month, uh, International Thank a Farmer Month. This is very interesting. Wow. Peanut Butter Lovers Month. Wow. This is some interesting stuff, folks. I I'm telling you. If you've never, if you ever want to find out more stuff about food, good gracious. Uh, hmm. Very interesting. Wow. The, wow. Hmm. It, it's, and it doesn't just stay for, it's, it's international because it's, has ones for like Switzerland. Um, I can't even pronounce it. But anyway, it says the tra traditional folk festival held on the fourth month of mo of every fourth Monday of every of every November. Farmers from around the surrounding area bring over 50 tons of onions um, artistically woven into braids to the federal capital, along with garlic. I'm not sure what it's just, I guess, a, a onion market. Oh, interesting. They have so many different stuff on here. Okay, so I'm, I'm breaking it down to the day and I'm rambling. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm excited about food. Can you tell? <laughs> uh, once again, uh, feel free to give me a call or maybe you have a, a food history or point that you'd like to make about today. The telephone number here is 651-200-3479. Again, 651-200-3479. Um, and I'm here to take your calls or, you know, sh you could share a point. You never know. Uh, specifically today in food history, it is National Sardine Day. Okay. Um, hmm. You gotta like sardines. <laughs> uh, very salty. Or no, I'm thinking of anchovies, aren't I? Um, eh, I can't say that I like sardines that much, but never know um if it's prepared correctly yeah 
I haven't had sardines in a while. Anyway, moving on. Logically, what we what has the world celebrated or National Family Week is what it's called. So November 18th through the 24th, that is, of course, the week of Thanksgiving. Today is la- being the last day. Um, it states that organizations they promote that promote uh, National Family Week, um, they've been doing it for 40 years. Uh, and it's an annual celebration observing the week of Thanksgiving uh, designed to build community connections and honor those that strengthen families. And isn't that what we should be doing? Um yeah, I mean, not even. It should be on an everyday basis, not just a given week. Anyway, you get the gist of it. There is so much more information that you could find up on this website. Once again, it is foodreference.com. Um, hmm. Interesting. There are some really interesting stuff on here. <laughs> Uh, it's not, oh, well, I don't, I don't want to mention that it's, I think the only reason why they mention it is because it has some reference to food, but it's about the Thanksgiving day parade. And anyway, back in 2005, so you can really get caught up on stuff. I'm telling you, it's, it's quite interesting. The cooking tips, wow, acid and avocado. Mm, saffron Swiss to Swiss chard. What is that? Oh. So, the cooking tips, I, I, I can't say that I clicked on every link in here. So, I'm finding new links or, or going to new links. And I'm excited to just kind of like click on it and then talk about it while I'm on air with you all live, of course. Um, the cooking tips area, it it has its own special categories so i just mentioned saffron to swiss chard so i my in my head i'm thinking wow what uh saffron i i don't know i read it i guess as saffron and swiss chard i got a little bit overexcited i think i probably had a little bit too much listerine or something i don't know um but it basically is in alphabetical order is what it is so the cooking tips, uh, you know, like how to to cook with saffron or what can you prepare um, with saffron all the way to Swiss chard. So as an example, the very first thing is saffron. Hello. Um, again, as I mentioned, it's in alphabetical order. So saffron, S-A-F-F. Um, next one down from that is sage, you know, so on and so forth. Salt, um, whatnot, um, all the way down to sweet potatoes. Uh, Swiss chard, so on and so forth. So it gives you a wide variety of different um, topics and for cooking tips and secrets and so forth. Uh, should we just choose one? I think we should choose one just to see what it's a, a, a odd one too. And one just caught my attention. Um, it's star fruit. Um, gosh, I mean, interesting. Carambola star fruit article. We're learning at the same time. <laughs> no dead air. It's just, you know, it's interesting seeing all this information all in one, all in one place. 
I, I gotta give it to him. It's just really, really awesome. So in this case, you know, I chose Starfruit, uh, and it talks about the history, the varieties of them, um, preparation and use. Here's a good example. You know, these are great to eat uh, out of hand as these are tropical delights and they don't need to be peeled or seeded before eating. And I did not know that. The only thing that you have to do um, is wash the fruit just to and, and then remove any type of blemished areas. Um, you cut crosswise to get the star shape and you just eat it. Um, again, you could eat it, just you know, pick it or obtain it. Um, and just slice it, use it on a garden as a garnish or even in salads. Um, they're suggesting also chutneys, curries, tarts. Um, the juice itself can be used in tropical drinks. And right now I could see that in probably uh, maybe a star, star fruit passion punch. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking... Uh, uh, off the top of my head but juices smoothies and other tropical drinks and again that's just i just chose starfruit just because it was it was different um don't really get a chance to utilize starfruit myself um any any type of dish or cooking but again there are so many others uh, to the whether it be you know if you want to just use maybe a, an ingredient like salt um or and, and not i shouldn't say an ingredient a seasoning like salt um uh, or other ingredients like shiitake mushrooms shrimp so on and so forth um check it out people please uh if you do and you make something from uh <laughs> one of these wonderful suggestions here let me know drop me a line um the unbougie foodie at gmail.com and maybe we'll discuss it and um share ideas um and what we came up with i tell you i need to start cooking again more and i say that one because i'm motivated definitely around this time period uh because as i talked about last week all these different type of kitchen gadgets and things that are available i probably missed out and i just figured i'm not gonna purchase i'm not gonna shop or do anything uh, which I'm going to remind some folks about stuff about shopping locally today. So just give me a second. Um, I missed out on an opportunity probably of getting a KitchenAid mixer for a really great price. But that's okay. That is okay. There are bigger fish to fry. And for myself, it is getting shelving so that I could put some dishes up at, well, multiple shelving. L literally, a friend was like, you're the shelf whisperer. <laughs> she was joking, yes. But it was just, right now, I would have to agree. I'm some type of shelf guru or something like that because I have like five right now. Um, two of them are like five feet tall, five levels. Uh, what, two, three others are, they're... Um, what like they're three feet high uh with three different shelves or whatever because if you all don't know or maybe i haven't mentioned on my food show i have a dog <laughs> so he's getting into things and i'm trying to make sure that yeah 
I put things up high so that he doesn't get them, like shoes and snacks <laughs> and things. So I love my Cole. I really do. Yes, his name is Cole. He's he's, he's a black lab. Cole is his name. C-O-L-E. So shout out to my doggy. Um, but I, I kind of switch gears a little bit but the shelving is also for food as well i want to be able to use my pots and pans and start to put not use but move my pots and pans from okay in the oven because <laughs> i don't have enough space i need more space so i figured getting some shelving or getting enough shelving you could have one in the kitchen that will allow you to put your pots and pans out you know, and not in the oven or having them clank around in a cabinet or anything. You know, I could put all my pans on one shelf, all my pots or my stock pots and so forth on another. Yeah, why not? That's what the shelving also is there for as well. And see, I'm bringing it back around to food. <laughs> I know it was initially for specific, specifically for my dog, but I had, you know, other ideas as well so i needed to get shelving for my kitchen stuff so i want to go off and get i don't i think a blender i need to do a blender just talking about star food and making it in juices and so forth i wanted i wanted blender or some type of larger food processor because i want to do pesto um, i love doing pesto I haven't made my own pesto in quite a while, and I know that we are basically out of the like spinach season. No, excuse me, spinach, basil. Um, I'm looking at spinach on this listing right now, and I said spinach meaning basil. Um, yeah, I, uh, I just feel I need to do some more stuff. And I've been so, I've been busy with other things. Um, there was a play at the Guthrie. Um, and I'm glad, I really I really got to give a shout out to um, my friends here uh, and their mentorship group or folks that have really came out uh, to support me during, <laughs> again, my, my theater adventure. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks Glow. Thanks, DJ Diggy. Everybody else that uh, just was very supportive and came out and saw the play. Um, I think I need to have a conversation more with um, with folks in reference to things like that. I mean, specifically about that topic, uh, whatnot. So if you're not familiar with what we talked about, it was it was jazz and around the Jim Crow era and how it affected people, Buddy Bolden, um, Louis Armstrong or Louis Armstrong. I was corrected yesterday. Someone was like, you're definitely not from, you're not, you're, I'm a northerner, as I said. <laughs> I'm like, I'm only saying it the way that it said in the play. Anyway, but the exciting part about that too is that um, coming back to food, experiencing different types of cuisines or the different types of dishes that are, are, are more popular in 
the New Orleans area and shrimp etouffee, jambalaya, um, gumbo, uh, shrimp pull boys. Uh, just, it was amazing stuff. It has me thinking again, I, even though I have been busy, I need to get back to what I love doing, which is cooking. I really love cooking. If that's not something that's not mentioned enough on the show, I'm not doing it right. <laughs> uh, and maybe I might not be cooking, but uh, if I'm not encouraging you to cook or finding a recipe, uh, yeah, off the air with you. <laughs> no, uh, I would love to hear about anything that you all feel motivates you to to cook or to, to get out um, maybe that cookbook and say, I'm going to challenge myself with a, a different uh, either cuisine or a different dish that I have not done before. A different dish that I've not done before. Sorry about that. My voice is going somewhere. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely think about that. Do a, pull out that cookbook. Um, I am honestly still not done. As much as I love cookbooks, I am still not done with even half of any of the cookbooks that I've purchased. Uh, and that's just, yeah. You get busy. You, 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 it's a lot of recipes to go through. <laughs> you got to find the right one. And hopefully I will. Uh, and get it down pat. And have maybe another cooking day up in, uh, or a food day within here at WEQI or on the Unbougie Foodie. You know, maybe have a couple of taste testers and be like, hey, taste this. See what's going on in your, in your mouth. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm jumping around a bit. I know. I realize that. But I'm excited about just a few things. And so we talked about definitely foodreference.com. Check out some places that you could do, maybe some events in the local area. Um, and again, that's in any state. So that's nationwide. I, we, of course, are here in Minnesota. So I'm talking about Twin Cities, wherever you are nationwide, which that brings me to another point. I apologize for jumping around, but you Internet users, I love you. I love you. I really do appreciate um, knowing that across the nation by going on tunein.com or by using the tunein app you are able to listen to this show and you encourage and motivate me to you know find out really good things to talk about so thank you all very much across just all social media all internet users um ones that are definitely listening to this all you have to do just go to tunein.com and then search for WEQY. And of course, every Saturday at 10 a.m., make sure you're sitting down with me, the unbougie foodie, <laughs> and we'll have opportunity to have conversations like this one. So again, remember you could call in too, because just because you're listening on the internet does not mean that you cannot call in. This is not just, oh, it's just streaming and I can't call in. Nope, you can pick up that phone and we could have a conversation and I could hear about your 
wonderful dish that you probably made and shared with your family last night. Again, tunein.com or using the TuneIn app, look for a W-E-Q-Y and you'll be able to hear this wonderful voice talking about food every Saturday right out here on W-E-Q-Y 104.7, the voice of the East Side. <laughs> yeah, make sure you're, you're tuning in. You know, I, I, if you've not, if you're not familiar with the show, um, every now and then I will have family members that will surprise me <laughs> and uh, I pop in on a call <laughs> some often and uh, share a point or talk about something. So, again, that could be you. You are my food family. So definitely don't hesitate. Reach out. I'm here to talk about food and, and stuff. So here for you he for you don't be afraid <laughs> so moving on considering that we have you know even though it's colder time period right now or getting to be even a colder time period there's always some restaurant that is going to be popping up opening bringing some new food or something to the to the table no pun intended on that well, likewise, here in the Twin Cities, there's always some openings that we're talking about. One specific one that I that caught my attention um, was it's a new Cuban restaurant. And shout out to uh, Joy Summers uh, that is in Eater Twin Cities. You know, they talked about a new Cuban restaurant um, in South Minneapolis. So. It's going to be at, there was a, a previous restaurant called, I think, and I'm going to pronounce it the way that I believe that it should be. It was Javi's, um, Javi Restaurant, which is at, well, the restaurant was at 5607 Chicago Avenue South in Minneapolis. Well, this new place, uh, Guava's, uh, Guava's Cuban Cafe is going to have Cuban, well, just Cuban fare, just Cuban fare. Uh, but the one of the things that is popular and classic uh, is the Cubano. The Cubano is, and I'll describe it the way that they have it. Uh, the Cubano is pork, cheese, pickle, and mustard sandwich served on a grilled bread that's crusty on the outside, soft on the inside. And there are so many other different di variations of that. But if you've not had a, anything Cubano before, okay, you must at least start off with the Cubano sandwich. It's amazing. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, there have been many other, I guess, opportunities that restaurants have used uh, having like a, a cubano pizza or the toppings you know basically is what would make a cubano sandwich um so yeah shout out to leaning tower pizza just giving you a shout out because you make a cubano pizza that is uh, if you've never had it people just yeah you gotta try it back to guava's um uh, cuban cafe uh, guava's 
is going to be open from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then they're going to be expanding that, you know, over a time period, you know, to cover dinner. But just know that these sandwiches are going to be so awesome. Uh, just it's going to be so good. So if you've never had a Cabano sandwich, uh, yeah, you're, you're missing out. One of the things that they mentioned that one of the things that's often overlooked is the bread for the sandwich. And that's what separates a good um, Cuban sandwich from others um, is the type of bread. And we already mentioned how that for the Cubano itself, that it's a grilled bread and it's crusty on the outside and soft on the inside. So if there's some sandwiches that are just kind of like, oh, soft or just mashed down with no real, like, I don't know, texture, substance. I don't know. You have to look at the picture or understand the picture of a wonderful Cubano sandwich. Uh, yeah, it's something of mouth-watering. And you know, I don't know. It'd be great if they began to offer um, uh, adult beverages to wet your whistle. Because I would say I would like to have a mojito with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, just I'm just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out there. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, I'm going to switch up gears a little bit. I'm going to make a comment on, and, and I hope others have uh, the opportunity to comment as well. Because I think we need to talk about certain things sometimes. I don't know. Um, and people need to kind of have conversations about and not be afraid to have the conversations um, because it might involve maybe a celebrity chef or um, personality <laughs> uh, admittedly I made a comment and I'm I'm not embarrassed by it and not ashamed of it or anything of that nature but um someone that I've, I've met uh, in the past uh, I'll consider them a friend uh, a food friend they put a comment or put an article out there about a food personality and I don't know their their thoughts on the restaurant they're about to open and comparing it to uh, maybe another franchise chain. Um, in the article, you have to you'd have to read it, and I'm just gonna say what I wrote, <laughs> and just tell me if you you have to understand who the person is. And I, again, I'm not mentioning any names or whatever. I was very respectful with it. I was just giving my opinion, but. Uh, it was a comment. It was a piece in the eater. Just saying. But my comment on their post was, 
who which they mentioned within this part was mentioned um, within the article who gets to represent whose food and to what audience and then i added further just because you have quote unquote the skill and the will does not mean that you are the right person um, the article made a valid point that where this personality um, this food personalities um, show brings American audience with him to meet people behind the food that he's fascinated by his restaurant keeps those people out of the equation and you know I went and I went on to say I believe I could only admire a person for so long until I realized that same or a lot of what that person is saying is disingenuous and does not um, and what they do they don't do with feeling uh, or that having that idea of wanting to share ideas with people that also love food um, but they use their personality their persona to lord it over folks and at times in effect saying that you know no it, it, the common person or the lay person for food knows nothing about food that our opinions don't matter because they are the ones that have the skill and the will i was taken aback by that a little bit i mean what what exactly do you not so much what exactly do you mean by the skill and the will I, I, from I'd have to ask, are you saying that because maybe you have enough money and people have given you, I don't know, contracts, hand over fist or something like that? I, is that the, what you're really trying to say, but in a, in a roundabout type of way? Because there are many people that are out here that have the skill and the will, the drive, the motivation and everything, but it's because I feel that there are only certain individuals that are their opinion really matters within this realm of the culinary realm or industry. Um, it's not validated or looked upon as something with substance unless if a you know a person of color writes an article or so forth it is only looked at something uh, it is only respected or regarded as uh, you know truth or making you go out to eat at a restaurant if it's not if it's a, a non-person of color which is really sad because I think everyone has should have their opinion and should have an opportunity to a voice to voice their opinion. Not everybody's taste is going to be the same. <laughs> you know, I, I <laughs> I'm going to say this, but I hope I'm not going to catch any heat for it. But I, I tell some of my friends, uh, my white friends, I don't have the same taste as you. <laughs> what I might like or what you okay, what you might like. I might say, okay, I, I need some more salt on that. Or can we add something to it? Or, you know, I without even saying that, I will go and just go in the kitchen or add my additional seasonings or something. I, I don't know. 
but I think that's what makes having other people's opinions matter so valid because if we're all going under just one person's thought process of what food should taste like or what they think it should be I don't think we'll ever going to see or appreciate um, a roundabout way other people's cuisines or learning about uh, just learning about other people's cuisines in general Um, because I'm just going to say it a white person has said such and such oh this is great Uh, or I've now learned how to do this type of cuisine and I'm bringing it to the additional masses that I know the people that follow me or individuals that who I know that they consider me a, a flu a food influencer so I'm going to get them to come around and taste this cuisine because I've added this different type of flavoring or I've added this different type of uh, seasoning to it that I know that they'd be more accepting to them rather than the original ingredients or seasonings that were previous that were used um, by the original culture that I obtained it from and I just I find that so disheartening that you know we live in a time that that it, that's kind of accepted everyone should have you know their opportunity to and that's not to say that people can't try other people's food i'm like i'm i in no way would think you know i have a cookbook of that's moroccan or that's french or that's you know of southern cooking whatever i would not even try to bring out of my mouth oh well yep i know how to do moroccan flavors or moroccan cuisine i'm like i'm I'm trying something. I don't know about it. I hope it comes out correctly. I definitely want to bring a friend that probably that knows more about Moroccan flavors or cuisines or dishes for them to come and tell me, hey, yeah, you did this correctly. Or for them to, I don't know, teach me or say, no, don't put that much uh, seasoning or that seasoning or else, you know, add this seasoning and see how it's going to uh, flavor or change the flavor or it's going to change the dish a little bit more uh, or use this type of rice or that type. you know what i mean i feel that everyone really should have that opportunity and it shouldn't just be one person's opinion all the time that motivates us or that you know validates a cuisine Um, There are so many different um, people whose tastes matter. People of color, um, native people, indigenous people, um, Latin, Mexican. I'm just overall. So one of the last things that I mentioned on in this was that, you know, this article makes me lose a bit of respect for this individual. Um, I'm not interested in going to a restaurant whose creator appears arrogant and pompous. Yes, I said that. I did say that. And and again, um, respectfully, I I just feel that uh, 
you could have that. You could, you could definitely have that influence over people and no one's telling you not to be proud of that or anything like that. But when you have, when you say words or use phrases like, I don't know, the skill and the will or just other things that with that with were within the article that I'm really not going to go into, but it was at times it seemed a little bit demeaning. <laughs> uh, you know, you know the person putting down a, a I guess another restaurant tours. Uh, I don't know design idea, whatever it. I could do it better or. It, it's just it was really something that turned me off and I'm really not trying to end on a bad note it was just something that I really think it needs to be more of a discussion um, I was appreciative of it was a chef on my um, that I'm familiar with again uh, I feel that she's a food friend um, and as well as some others um, you know that have also commented and, and made their feelings well known as well but I just I was just I don't know, I guess I was just really taken aback and just hoping that, gosh, I wish there would be someone or everyone within the food industry or culinary industry that feels that non-people of color, their words are not always the validating factor to this whole entire thing. Theirs. There are so many others that have, that could voice either written terms or being in front of a camera or whatnot that have that could truly validate um, talking about a certain cuisine or motivating uh, it just influencing someone or a group of people to go out and try a new cuisine that they've never had before um, with folks not thinking that they are putting them down because they don't know about it I don't know that's just my two cents. And yeah. See, that probably would have been, should have been something that would have been on Twitter or should have been on Twitter. And it wasn't. Um, but I just saw the article or I saw the, the post, read the article, and I'm like, hey, let me type something up really quick. Not really quick like that, but it was just like, I was, I'm like, seriously, why is that? I don't understand. I think someone needs to say something. And I'm not. I don't know. I'm 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 a I'm a vocal person when I'm feeling strongly about something. And at that moment, I was feeling really strongly about that. So, um take it for what it's worth. I just thought I'd share um everyone is open to their opinions. Um if you disagree with my opinion on that or you know specifically the article that I'm referring to, gosh, feel free to get I was going to say get at me. <laughs> it's not a fight, <laughs> but let's have a conversation or it might, what might be even better if you're interested in maybe have coming on the show and having that type of conversation or sharing your opinion on that. I'm here. This show is for the community. It is for you. So if you've never had an opportunity to maybe share your viewpoint or you're interested in, Maybe there's something that really piques your interest that maybe I've talked about or hopefully I'll bring up in the future. Uh, you can always reach out to me at, you know, at 
theunbougiefoodie at gmail.com. You could send me a message on Facebook, which, as you know, is The Unbougie Foodie. Um, Or call in. (laughs) Call in. Um, Again, this show is for you as a community. Um, I am the facilitator. I am your neighborhood unbougie foodie here to bring you all things food and topics that talk about food. So I really hope everybody had a a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm just going to say that it's probably not over for some folks because it's possible that, you know, days afterwards, they're finding new ways to prepare certain meals or certain things from maybe a a nice large bird that you've had so now it's time for turkey sandwiches uh maybe it there might be some i don't know uh turkey eggs benedict i don't know (laughs) it's weird Uh, it was just something that came to my head um i don't know anything uh, you could do but I, I was over at a friend's house and they were using the carcass to do um, a stock, you know, so be resourceful. Don't let things like that go to waste. Make sure that you're using it up and uh, yeah, <laughs> you'll have the opportunity. So anyway, <laughs> it's it's been really, really enjoyable. Uh, thank you so much for uh, sitting down with me. Uh, and as always, it's when you come to the top or bottom of the hour, actually. Top of the hour, but end of the show. It's always sad to say bye. But I'm always here next week, <laughs> the following weeks. So <laughs> what do I always say? Please tune in with me. Uh, know that you can follow me on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, visit my website, which is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. And, you know, as I end every show, I want to always encourage you never to let anyone tell you what type of food you need to be. Because really, what is all about the food? And until next time, folks, Internet users, everybody listening, thank you so, so much for being here. Uh, Make sure you come back and sit on down with me next week as well. Have a good one. Peace. Je fous